This program was previously recorded. The following program is a paid presentation. The views and or opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of KWAM. Jim Shoemaker, Ted Miner, and Frank Lecarica are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc. Securities dealer member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McLinn is a registered representative of Security and Financial Services. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Latrice McLinn is a registered representative. Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth, I bet you come from way down south. Don't tell me, let me guess You're from the town that I love best Talk Memphis, I wish you would Talk Memphis, you sound so good Talk Memphis, high on the bluff I swear I can't get enough Listening to you talk that stuff Talk Memphis, oh yeah Talk Memphis Welcome to Talk Money And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker And good morning and welcome to Talk Money, where we talk about everything financial. Today's program, I'm sure you know that regardless of age, a topic that is a concern for most people today is college planning. Well, just about what is it going to cost my kids to go to college and is there a way to avoid the mountain of debt most students and most parents have to pay when they get out? Well, Frank Lecarica is here to discuss the cost and how we're going to pay for it. We have Ted Miner and Jim Whitmire of Crossroads Baptist Church to talk about a special event that will happen this week. It is the Mid-America Passion Play. Latrice McClinn is here also to share about an event coming up next week, Safety and the Community. What do women need to know? This is all about just common sense safety. You don't want to miss this part of the program. From our Did You Know files, a recent study of by Looney and Yanellis say that 28% of total number of student loan borrowers to default on their student loans. You can see why the cost of tuition, fees, room, and board at an average in-state public college has increased to 5.5% over the last 30 years, reaching, you ready for this, $20,770 for the 2017-2018 school year. A recent uh, Gallup survey says that only 36% of 32,585 college students surveyed, here you go, are confident that they will graduate from college with the knowledge and skills needed to be successful in the workplace. Well, it makes you wonder if they need to go to college. From a student, from a study by the Census Bureau, 90% of American adults at least 25 years of age have graduated from high school, 34% of adults have a bachelor's degree from college, and 13% have a master's degree. Well, obviously, we're spending a lot of money on education. You can see why we have Frank Lecarica talking to us about how to pay for that education to keep you out of debt. Finally, I think you'll all find this to be interesting. The Department of Labor stated recently that there were 12.6 million manufacturing jobs in the United States as of February the 28th, 2018. Now, here's the thought. There were 13.1 million manufacturing jobs in the United States as of 228, 1942, or 76 years ago. According to that study, not much change in the United States. The question seems to be, are we truly as much of a manufacturing country as we think. Well, coming up, Ted Miner, Jim Whitmire, the Mid-America Passion Play. You're going to find out a lot of things that you really need to know. Frank Lacarica, college education and how to pay for it. Keep it yourself out of that mountain of debt. And Latrice McClendon, common sense safety. What do women need to know? 
Well, I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Shoemaker Financial and Security and Financial Services do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome to the program. We have some very special guests here in the studios with us today. Jim Whitmire and Ted Miner. Jim Whitmire, Ted Miner of Crossroads Baptist Church. Of course, you've heard Ted Miner. He's also with Shoemaker Financial. But guys, we're so pleased to have you in the studio because I know we're talking about a great event. Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, here, Jim. You know, I want to start with you, Jim, because, uh, you know, you've got a great history in this city for the last 30 years, or for, for 30 years, you actually were Minister of Music at Bellevue Baptist Church, and now you're the Minister of Music at Crossroads Baptist Church. But I guess what I think of Jim Whitmire is the passion play, and I know you're about to enter, you know, the, a year with Crossroads again this year. You're going to be doing the passion play, and it's called, entitled, The Scarlet Thread. Can, can you know, give us a little bit of the history and why the passion play is such a part of Jim Whitmire. Well, there's a saying that a picture is worth a, a thousand words. And uh, in portraying the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, uh, it's something that's been done uh, for 2,000 years by churches. Of course, you know, uh, uh, in the medieval church, I, I read where they even uh, portrayed this on the steps of the church as people went in on Easter. And I read recently where they even put uh, scenery and things on carts and took them to nearby towns. It was sort of like, uh, you know, taking a mission trip to another town. But but people love seeing plays. Uh, they love going and seeing the colors. And uh, we find that uh, children especially love watching the Passion Play. They uh, they see the Bible scenes in, enacted, you know, 20, 30 years ago, churches would use puppets and do little scenes. But now you get to see a live uh, play with orchestra and and uh, and people enacting these biblical scenes. It has an impact. Well, you know, when you talk about the history of Passion Plays and, and your passion, because it is the death, the burial, and the resurrection, in fact— you know, you take out Easter, you forget that there's no need for Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, from that standpoint. But Easter is the culmination of the Christian faith. It is what we're all about. Yes, yes. And we talk about the fact that this religion that we, we call Christianity is about Jesus Christ. It is about his death for us, his burial, mm-hmm. his resurrection. That's the uniqueness of a Christian person's faith is the faith of the, res- of the resurrection. You tell the story from not just acting out the death, burial, resurrection, but you tell the story from a uh, a universal looking at it. In other words, it's it's a it's not just the it's not just at that moment in time that you might read in the book of Luke or Matthew, mm. but it's really what it is today. Yes. In fact the the play as we've written it, it starts with a family coming into Jerusalem for Passover and they happen to be there during the week uh, of the triumphal entry with Jesus coming into the city and then of uh, the upper room and then of his crucifixion um, and it has flashbacks. Uh, we go to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and the angels, and uh, and then we flash forward. But uh, the uh, one of the beautiful scenes is John the Baptist baptizing uh, Jesus. And last year, I I didn't realize what an impact that had on children. 
But uh, in fact, two of my family, I baptized because of that scene, uh, my, my granddaughter and, and my daughter. Um, and uh, one mother who brought her two grandsons came up to me after the last night, and she said, my grandsons say they want to be baptized after seeing that scene. And, and it had never uh, occurred to me that just watching John the Baptist baptize Jesus would have an impact on children like that and adults. But it's, it's just moments like that that sort of leap out that you never expected. You know, if we were doing television, when I like to watch Jim Whitmire talk about this, Jim Whitmire's done this for many, many, many years, but you still have the same energy that you had years ago doing this, this story. Yes, I, I, I think God is, has just given me energy to do it, and uh, it, it's fun to do it, and it's fun to see the, uh, the changes in, in people, not only those who attend. Uh, we want them to be saved. We want them to, to know uh, by the time they leave there how to be saved, how to pray to be saved. But uh, also, it changes the cast. I, uh, I had two of my granddaughters who I was trying to get to go to Sunday school, and Crossroads was new to them. And, I, and they would say, oh, granddaddy, we don't know anybody. Well, I, I got them in the Passion Play, and they were angels. And so the week after the Passion Play ended, I had my 13-year-old granddaughter. She called me on Saturday, and she says, granddaddy, will you take me to Sunday school tomorrow? And I said, <laughs> Is this the same human being I've been talking to? She's, and uh, she said, yes. I said, well, why do you want to go now? She said, because I know somebody. She says, I want to be with my friends. And so I've started every Sunday morning taking them for donuts. At, I pick them up at 8.15, get them to Sunday school by 9. And uh, and it's helped me have a time with, with them. them. But again, that was the passion play. And just uh, it, we we become a community behind the scenes. But, but God is working through the whole thing, and we're repeating scripture constantly. and i like to see that the fact that when you say it's community i mean uh and and the cast and you're associated you're you know you do this in cooperation or partnership with mm-hmm. mid-america baptist theological seminary yeah yes we do in fact uh uh, our church is, is the auditorium is, is smaller than the seminary's chapel so uh it it behooves us to use the seminary but also the seminary 11 years ago, when they built the building, put in a catwalk system in the ceiling that they hadn't used until now. And uh, they, they put it in for things like this. And a seminary doesn't normally do a passion play. It, it, but this has been a good partnership that we use the building and we use the resources. And we have uh, students who uh, sing. Uh, the angel is a student there. John the Baptist who sings is a student there. So uh, it's, it's a joint effort. But Crossroads forms uh, I, I, uh, give so much of the, of the, of the people. And uh, we have about 160-something on stage, mm. and most of those are Crossroads people. You know, let me just make sure you know who you're talking to. This is Dr. Jim Whitmire. He is the Minister of Music at Crossroads Baptist Church. They're putting on the Scarlet Letter. He's also an instructor, I think, at uh, Mid-America. Yes, yes. And uh, that's some, that'd be great to sit under you just to just to listen well, to things you've done in your history and, and how you would instruct. I might want you. to take that class. Would you pass? Never mind. I won't go there. <laughs> you know, I'd like to get that. But that's the Scarlet Thread. It is at Mid-America Seminary. It's at 2095 Appling Road. 
Uh, we'll find out a little bit more. If you just type in, just go into Mid-America Passion Play, you type that in, it'll come up and it'll tell you if you need to get tickets. But it's Thursday night, tomorrow night, March the 22nd, all the way through Sunday. There are five different uh, productions, and uh, March the 22nd through March the 25th, the 7 p.m. Sunday. That's the last time you can see the, that's the Scarlet Thread. It is a play, you know, where it's the story of the redemption of the blood that was shed through that Scarlet Thread. It's talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. One of your cast members, which is also one of our financial advisors, uh, Ted Miner. Ted, now, what part, you're all decked out with a nice beard. You look like you could be a, you know, what part do you play, <laughs> sir? I mean, uh, I, I, you know, Peter was an old man. Yes. So and, Peter, I play Peter. He was also a married man. So I played Peter. Is that the only two qualifications, being old and married? Is that it has it? to be. It has <laughs> and to be. good looking. And you know. Oh, well, we're not doing TV again. <laughs> but, I have a uh, face for radio. What do you think, uh, Ted, from your side of the story? Being a cast member, working with this guy here that's just an icon to us, and what do you? what's your take for this? Well, it's, it's certainly a great opportunity. You know, Jim has a uh, just a remarkable background in this sort of, of – of, I want to say entertainment, but really presentations, which is a very powerful presentation. And it has been lacking here in, in Memphis for a long time. Uh, when you, I mean, we started this thing back in January, and there's been a whole metamorphosis that's taken place at Mid-America Seminary with that, with that, with the stage and everything that, that has taken, I don't know how many hours, but to be involved now for a couple of months and you know last night we were in five hours the night before that we were doing this five hours and you're constantly hearing scripture and you're visually seeing seeing these things i mean it has a tremendous impact on uh you know seeing the life the death the burial and resurrection of jesus christ right. right there before you as best as we can portray it and uh it it has an impact on you you know there's no way that you can't talk about this and do this and as you said it affects the cast it affects the people that come uh you are talking about a redirection of a person's life when they understand christ and, and his his power and the, mm -hmm. what he's done f for us and uh, yes. the need that we have for redemption so the reality is you're telling the story that does define us as christians Absolutely. Uh, there, there is so much overflow from this as we hear the scripture. We had a group from Mariah House, uh, Mariah House last year, and uh, through that, uh, one of the ladies who w was pregnant was, uh, was going to give up her baby uh, because she couldn't, she couldn't keep it, and she was going to give it to an unsaved friend, but she came to the Passion Play and uh, as a result of that, she got saved, and so she she uh, had the baby, but she wanted to go to a Christian couple. And now one of the families in, in our choir, in our church, has adopted that child. So that was... What a story. Um, That's a great story. Yeah. I'm sure you could tell us tons of those. I've got this question, but if you just tune in, we're talking about the Mid-America Passion Play, the Scarlet Thread. It's at uh, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. It's in their chapel. That's 2095 Appling Road in Cordova. And if you just type in Mid-America Passion Play, it'll show you exactly how to get there, and it'll show you the times and, and the different times that you can go and see that. What has been your biggest challenge this year? I just got to ask that question. I mean, there's no no way does this go, you know, Satan does everything he can to throw as much at you as he possibly can. What's been your challenge? Well, one of the challenges is is the budget, you know, raising raising the money. Uh, we we had a donor banquet, which was uh, just wonderful. That that raises 
uh, so much of the money. Uh, Crossroads uh, alone could not pay for this, nor could the seminary alone. So in a partnership, they both take on uh, the responsibility, but um, uh, we raise the money through donations and uh, and through the ticket sales, and uh, so that 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 keeps it going. So each each year we would we would live or die through the donation and sales of the ticket. But it it's all a, a thing of faith where we say, God, we feel like you have ordered this, and so God will pay for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the uh, Satan tries to come in with little things. You know, it's amazing. Uh, the whole cast got around and prayed for me uh, Monday night and laid hands on me. It was it was a beautiful thing. And Tuesday was one of the worst days I've ever had. <laughs> but, uh, Is that a well, testimony? Yes. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't tell the story of Christ without understanding that somebody would definitely not like you to tell that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. bottom line is it's a life changing experience, yeah. and and that's what people and especially Satan. Yeah, yeah. Satan doesn't want that mm-hmm. to be out. If you just tuned in, I want to remind you, this is something that if you have not seen this, this is uh, Bellevue did it for 30 years with Jim Whitmire, Dr. Whitmire, and uh, uh, now Crossroads is doing it, and this is your second year. And I just think it's, uh, is it potentially going to be an annual event? Uh, we we hope so. You know, as God orders it year by year, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do it. But uh, it's an unusual partnership to be able to do it. And, and no seminary that I know of has ever done anything like this or has anything like this. So it's it's a wonderful thing. And uh, and Memphis uh, doesn't have anything like this mm-hmm. uh, at the present time. So I'm excited that we can do this. Do you have an estimate of how many people you think will attend over these five? There's five different performances. Yes, I think there'll be five thousand. We we the auditorium only holds a thousand, but it's a wonderful size um, for uh, a group of people. It's not so large that you feel uh, you know lost. It's lost. intimate. Yeah, but it, it's very intimate. It's it's uh, wonderful. That's Thursday night. Starts tomorrow night at Mar- this March the twenty second at seven p.m. That is at Mid America Baptist Theological Seminary, two thousand ninety five Appling Road. Uh, if you want to find out more about the Passion Play, it's Mid America Passion Play, and it's the Scarlet Thread. It's the redemption. is a, It's a story about the uh, the thread that runs through the Bible, teaching about the life, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss that. Uh, tickets are ten dollars, twelve dollars, and fifteen dollars. That's right. Yes. And if you don't have a ticket, can you pick up a ticket at the door, or do you? Have to have uh, yes, a- yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, you can call the uh, seminary seven five one eight four five three, and they will help you get your tickets. If you can go online, Google Mid America Passion Play. You can buy your tickets online. You can uh, bring up the whole auditorium for. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and the, the seating just is there, and pick you can a pick. Ticket. Yeah, just like Eventbrite is, right. is selling the tickets, so it's a, a, a an easy. It's a signed seating. It's a, a signed sign seating. seating. So it's not just general. You need to get a ticket, and if you don't have a ticket, you can get one at the door if you make that decision. But yes. it's best to go online yes. and uh, to purchase your tickets prior to that. That's the Mid America Passion Play. The title: The Scarlet Thread. It is about the life, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't want to miss that. If you haven't, this is a great family event. Uh, Take the time out, go to dinner, and then take in the Passion Play. There is a 2 o'clock showing on Saturday. That's March the 24th. The rest of the times are at 7 o'clock. Guys, thank you so much. You know, this is a testimony for you, Jim. I mean, uh, I've known you a long time. Uh, You know, I, I can tell you, 
I I don't want to get into all the things that I remember about the Passion Plays, but they've always, every year, there's just something about going and looking mm-hmm. and watching the story about Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that is just so powerful. And, I mean, if you haven't seen it, folks, you need to spend some time. Take it in. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. Thanks, guys. I appreciate Thank you being you on the program. Thank you. Well, if you just tuned in, of course, we're talking with Jim Whitmire, Ted Miner, with the Mid-America Passion Play, The Scarlet Thread. Coming up when we come back, we've got a guy that's going to help us understand how to get past this mountain, mountain of cost for college education. You're listening to FM 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice, talk radio from Memphis and the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome back. This is Talk Money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. As I mentioned earlier in the monologue, we were going through this whole idea of a couple of surveys that we had studied and read about. Looney and Yale Atlas says that 28% of the total number of student loan borrowers default on their student loans. And uh, you can see why, if you know what the tuition costs, $20,770 for this past, for this, this particular year, 2017-2018 school year, $20,770. And we found out basically that uh, 36% of surveyed kids that went to college, they're not just confident. They say only 36% said they were confident that they would graduate from college with the knowledge and skills needed. So what's happening to the other 64%? I mean, the reality is it costs a lot of money for an education. And you can see why I've got Frank Lacarica from Shoemaker Financial and Latrice McLean talking to us about how to pay for that education, guys, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. Thanks. Excited to come back in and and talk a little bit about college, college planning and education. CBS it's News a, Special it's Report: a, it's an The Texas Serial. Now, um, you know, there's there've been a lot of changes over the past couple of years. Uh, you know, some of the numbers are really interesting, and and having an opportunity to to come in and kind of share it with you and and our guests uh, is is, is going to be a lot of fun. Good. Glad glad you're here, uh, Latrice. Welcome. Thanks, Jim. Glad to be here this morning. Let's talk about this. I think one of the biggest issues is, junk, you know, when you think about it, they're all concerned. Everybody's concerned. The family's concerned. And then all of a sudden they get out of college and there's an enormous amount of debt. So uh, I guess, Frank, help me understand, how does college, what does it cost today to go to college? Well, uh, you, you cited some numbers for 2017-18. Uh, for uh, the, the, there was a, a study done, um, uh, the, according to the annual survey of colleges, back uh, in, 20, in 2014. The average cost of a four-year degree, public university, so you know, kind of like an MTSU, UT, just your your average public university. You're looking at almost seventy-four thousand dollars a year. You know, if you wanted to go out of state over that same period, the price jumped to just under a hundred and twenty-eight thousand dollars a year. And if you were fortunate enough to uh, to attend one of the finer private institutions around the country. You know, you, your your clock ticked in at, at one hundred and sixty-seven thousand dollars for a four-year degree. You know, Latrice, let me ask you this: You coached in the in the college arena, and, yes. You know, basketball. Mm-hmm. So, what did you see with that student? That was most of the time you were dealing with athletes. Uh-huh. Um, and how many of them were? Just just take a basketball team of ladies. Um, how many of them were on scholarships? Well, with us, we would carry the full load for women's basketball. Would be fourteen. 
okay. uh, students that you could carry full scholarship. So if you had that 15th student, forget it. Forget it. They're going to walk on. And you understand the scholarship, what it entailed was their room and their board, their tuition, um, uh, the food. And I, I tell the kids when I recruited them, okay, we can pay for all of this stuff, but we can't pay for your parking tickets. <laughs> so you that's, deal with that on your own. <laughs> that's, that's important. How many kids would you say, Latrice, that end up thinking they're going to get a full-time ride to college don't? On an average. Now, this is your opinion. I'm not oh holding you to that. But, but it, I know it's high. I know it's much higher than people think. It's, it's very high. There, I will say between 10 to 20 percent of the students will get full ride scholarships. And you got to understand, parents are investing in all of this stuff with athletics. That's training, putting them on AAU teams, their high school teams. So they're investing thousands of dollars uh, for their for their kids to get this scholarship, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah, I'd rather put that towards preparing them to go to college academically. Yeah, paying for the school. That's a that's a great point. So Frank, when we talk about the academic side, this mm-hmm. whole thought process of a kid that you know, I I was a, a decent baseball player, you know, and I found out that I you know I did real well in high school. In fact, uh, you know, all county, all state, all that kind of stuff. Went to college and found out that I went into a different level. Uh, of, of a student athlete, so I realized that I was not good. And I had enough academic studies that I could do something, but a scholarship was really not totally a part of my plan. It was my dad. Here's my scholarship. I'll tell you exactly how my dad looked at me. Son, I will pay for one semester, and you will pay for the next semester. I will pay for the third semester. You, you will, will pay, pay for the fourth semester. semester. <laughs> I mean, you pay for a semester, I'll match it. If you don't pay for a semester, in other words, go to work, uh, you didn't finish. And, uh, you know, so uh, that was an incentive, obviously. So he had a plan. It was about teaching me something. But today you've got so much money that's costing to go to college. So how do we go about paying for it? Uh, you know, it's a good question, Jim. Um, there's there's four really, I guess, I guess big, big ways or, or main ways that people can, can can tackle the burden of college planning in the future. You've got your your Section 529 plans, your state sponsor plans. You've got your uh, Coverdell education savings accounts, your, your ESAs. You've got UGMAs and UPMAs, and then you have uh, another vehicle. Uh, you, people can use permanent life insurance to, to, to cash value to pay for it. So th- those are kind of four main ways that you can tackle the burden of, of, of those rising costs. And, and, and really, you know, if, if, you're, if you're wanting to help, if you're, if you're a parent, a grandparent, if you're wanting to help set your, you know, your child or grandchild up for, for, for potential success in the future, those are, those are a couple ways that you can, you can go about it. Well, I know one of the things that we need to make sure everybody, when you talk about one of the plans, the 529 plan, um, the, the control of that plan is something unique. It is. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, with, with Section 529 plans, uh, the, the, um, you as a guardian, your parent, they maintain control of it through, through the whole process. So it, it's not a situation where um, uh, with other accounts like UGMAs, UPMAs, where you lose control when, when the, when the uh, the student or the the beneficiary comes of age, uh, so it, it allows you to, dis- to disperse, distribute those funds as necessary to meet uh, the costs associated with uh, the, the, the the educational process. So let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. when you think about the five two nine plan, and you get all this, it's it's a qualified tuition 
program. I mean, it you know, so you got it. It's it is qualified in states. It is state run. So walk me through how would someone set up and who should set up a five two nine plan? You want to work with your advisor. I mean, that's that's kind of the tagline here. <laughs> you know, go go talk to your advisor, whoever it is you're working with, to help you set this up. Um, you know, generally they 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 offer uh, significant uh, income tax benefits, tax free earnings, tax free growth. Uh, you know, withdrawals as long as they're used for qualifying uh, educational expenses. They 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 meet all the criteria. The, it's a really tax efficient, effective way to, to to utilize that growth. As far as helping you set it up, you know, it's it, it's it's a form that that's done. You can do it on your own if you wanted to, but I would I would encourage you to go to go work with an advisor. Um, and like I said, can be used for qualifying uh, education expenses, tuition fees, books, supplies, room board, everything that Latrice talked about. In the event that you uh, you know are not one of the the either the, the physically or, or mentally gifted uh, people out there that qualify for scholarships, it's a great way to to kind of utilize it. Um, there, there's there's a couple other benefits involved with with five two nine plans as well. Well, one of the things that uh, I think most people need to know, and again, some states offer some tax benefits for the state income tax. Yep. But at the same time, I think it's the the reality that a 529 plan does not guarantee that there's going to be enough money for that particular person's education. So it is a way that you can contribute money for savings. It does give you some tax benefits, but you need to be sure that you're not just dependent on whatever you put in to be enough at that point. It needs to be a plan. I appreciate you saying that it does need to go through this process of, uh, you know, getting with an advisor or doing some research before you just say everything should be very, five to nine. Very plan. rarely do do, do uh, we, uh, I guess I, uh, come across people who are stuffing away enough money into these 529 plans to cover Every single cost is associated with college. It's it's a runaway train now almost, and uh, being able to save enough over that period of time can be daunting. But every little bit helps. So I you know I would encourage anyone to really look into it. Okay, well let me just tell you if you just tuned in, I'm talking to Frank Lacarica and uh, Latrice McClan. We're talking about this mountain of debt that so many people end up with because of college education. So we thought we would step back a little bit and figure out what, how do you pay for it. Well, we've talked about the five two nine plan. We're going to come back in a few minutes talk about UGMAs and UTMAs. Boy, those sound like nasty words, but they're not <laughs> UGMAs and UTMAs. Well, we're going to do that when we come back. Before that, I just want to remind you: you're listening to FM. 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice. Talk radio from Memphis in the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and this is Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. For the most courageous among us, handicaps are no obstacle to greatness. When the steamboat Emmy Norman had an onboard explosion after a freak accident, with no other boats around, all seemed hopeless. But Tom Lee, a river worker returning to Memphis alone from Arkansas, acted without hesitation. When he witnessed the Emmy Norman capsize, he steered his 28-foot skiff to the site of the accident and rescued 32 people from the powerful undertow of the river, despite not being able to swim. Without regard for his personal safety, he made five trips to shore and continued to search during the night for survivors. Without Lee's decisive intervention, the entire boat would have sunk with all hands. The passengers Lee rescued were engineers and their families attending a convention in Memphis. To show their gratitude, the Memphis Engineers Club raised enough money to buy a house for Lee and his family. Today in the park named in Lee's honor, a bronze statue memorializes his heroism. 
This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. The S&P 500 is an unmanaged index of 500 stocks that is generally representative of the performance of larger companies in the U.S. Please note, an investor cannot invest directly in an index. Life insurance products contain fees such as mortality and expense charges, which may increase over time and may contain restrictions such as surrender periods. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you just tuned in, I've got Frank Lacarica and Latrice McLean, and we're talking about college education planning and why it's so important. I mean, here's a statistic. Recent study says 28% of the total number of student loan borrowers default. Now, that's a plan. It's not a good plan. You know, one out of four default. Now, let me tell you what. If you default on your student loan, that is going to stick to you like white on rice for the rest of your life. You just said, hey, I I didn't want to pay this off. I'm just going to default on it. And you don't want to do that. So let me let me put this in perspective. You're we're talking about a very basic, fundamental plan. If you think or you get an idea that your child is going to go to college, Latrice talked about, you know, basically 10 percent, 15 percent. And we don't know that statistic. We didn't look it up. We didn't take the time. She's a former coach. She kind of feels comfortable with that number. But let's say it's 25 percent. But we know it's not that high of kids who think they're going to get a college education through their sports progress. It doesn't happen that way. I mean, it's just too competitive in today's world. So most of us end up having to pay for college out of our pocket, or maybe we're academically brilliant. And uh, again, that small amount of people get some of that paid. Maybe you get a full ride. But here's the point. For a lot of people, you have to sit down and do some planning. If you're planning on going to college, you got to figure out, how am I going to have the money set aside to pay for it so I don't become one of those statistics that has to default on my school loan? College education costs a lot of money. If you go to an in-state school, Frank told us it's almost $80,000 that you could end up having to pay back. And that's you know, there goes a house. You get married, and you're still paying on debt. I mean, those are things that you just need to plan for. So Frank's given us some insight into a 529 plan. He's told us the importance, why to do it, what not to do, and how to think through it. And uh, Frank, anything else you want to add to the 529 plan? Yeah, uh, there's, there's a, couple, about, you know, uh, a couple big points. In the event, I, I, don't, I don't want, in the event that, that one child, you know, is, is athletically gifted or um, uh, academic gifted, you can transfer that to another child. So it's not a, a, a loser use it. Um, it can go from from one child to the next to the third child. It can be transferred in between in between uh, in between children to utilize in the event that you know one of them has options available that, that another one might not, or one of them may, just may not want to go to college. There you go. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Use it use it for educational expenses, or they will penalize you though. So okay, but keep if you that end mind. up taking it, it was not for education, you're going to pay the tax. Ordinary income, 10%. Okay, and 10% penalty. All right, I mentioned UGMA and UTMA. Okay, let's make sure. What is an UGMA? <laughs> uh, uniform Gift to Minors Act. Their there, there accounts, UGMAs and the UTMAs, Uniform Transfer to Minors uh, accounts or acts. They're, um, they're custodial accounts. That's uh, they um, the way they're set up, they're set up in the name of the child, and you are you have uh, you are um, a grant or a trustee on it until the child comes of majority age, in which case control passes to 
the child. Or, well, at that point, I guess he would not be technically a minor anymore. But it, it, and depending on the, the, the state, it's either 18 or 21 years old. Um, how they work, uh, you would, the, the donor, whether it was you, grandparents, whomever, uh, irrevocably gifts the money into the trust to be used for whatever the beneficiary deems is necessary when he become he or she becomes age of majority. So now you said irrevocably. That's a big word. Yeah, it, it means you're not getting it back. <laughs> so, it's in so, there. So granddad, uh, yeah. you know, ends up making a gift uh, to to pay for this child's college education mm-hmm. if they use an, an UGMA, Uniform Gift to Minors Act, which we saw that a lot back, you know, 20 years ago. That was a very big deal. Now, the 529 plan is relatively new. I'm talking about the last 10 years. But, but the UGMA was something that was done by a lot of grandparents or even wealthy parents that says, I'm gifting, I'm getting it out of my state because the child at that point was in a much lower tax bracket. Mm-hmm. So they got to transfer that tax, that money that they were paying tax, they moved it out. But you said it right. Uh, you can't just do that. You need to consult with your CPA. You consult your CPA. The, the, the tax treatment of them can be complicated. It, it's based on a child's tax rate. Um, and, and that's... It, to be honest, it's just too much to get into right now. Well, I appreciate that. I guess what I, I think what people need to understand, before you do an UCMA or an UDMA, you know, that's okay. I mean, just using those terms, Uniform Gift to Minors Act or the Uniform Transfers to Minors Act, really what you're doing is putting money in their name to be used as they desire, you hope, and you for the proper guidance that when they reach the age of majority, depending on the state, 18 or 21, bottom line is they get to use it for what they desire. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I had a, a child up in the northeast part of this state that uh, had been given quite a bit of money through an UCMA. And by the way, there's not a limit. You can transfer as much as you want. And in this particular case, it would have paid for college education multiple times mm-hmm. for this child. Now, it was part of a gifting program that dad wanted, I mean, granddad wanted to do. So here he goes. Granddad passes away. This 18-year-old turns 18, age of majority in the state of Tennessee. And he says, yeah, I'm going to college. But first... Here's a few things I want to do. He had a motorcycle he wanted to buy, a sailboat he wanted to buy. He was going to take a trip to some foreign land. I mean, he had a list a mile long, and he's 18 years old. He can do it. And uh, it was a, it was a that that can be uh, one of the considerations. <laughs> it took a lot of counseling. I can remember sitting down with his mom and dad, and we had to do a lot of counseling to that he didn't need a motorcycle now, and he couldn't decide the sailboat was something later. I mean, he, he it was a it was a unique test, but uh, parents prevailed in this case. He graduated from college, and uh, and he's a good guy today. So bottom line is, but I remember that conversation clean and clear as bell about this is what I'm going to do with what my granddad gave me. So bottom line, you got to be careful. There is another way. Uh, there's some thoughts about permanent life insurance using that because one of the things that life insurance does, if something happens to the donor at this particular fine, the person who's establishing this money for that child, it self-completes. It says, it if I die early, you're not making the choice of, can I go to college? You're still asking the question, where am I going to college? Where am I going to college? And and permanent life insurance, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's kind of, it's it's one of the, the, the last options, you know, we, we always look at um, self-completing uh, in, in the event that um, on, you know, you, the reason you buy it is, is if something happens to you, it's it's not just a, a college funding vehicle at that point. It's a it's it's a it's a life funding vehicle for for survivors. Um, 
there's there, there's a lot of lot of benefits to it. Um, you can have multiple beneficiaries. Uh, cash value is not considered in your assets when applying for financial aid. Cash values are protected by creditors. And when I talk about cash values, we're talking about more permanent policies, not term policy is a little bit different. Um, and there, there are also some considerations. You know, there, there are expenses and mortality costs associated with the policy. Nothing's free. Nothing's free. Uh, policy loans and withdrawals, when you, when you access that cash, can create adverse tax results in the, you know, in the event of a lapse or surrender. Um, and depending on experience, the owner may, may need to increase premium payments to keep the policy in force. So, again, it's important to work with an advisor, work with someone when, when considering these options. If you go it alone, you may get it right. But you may not. So work with someone who knows what they're doing and can help you through these the, these considerations when we're talking about college funding. I think it's important that what you talked about is uh, the reality is do some planning. Don't make don't make college education all of a sudden. Oh, this is going to happen. Start when your children are early in their age and, and think about it or get you know the family involved. Try to avoid the debt. Don't become one of those statistics of 28% of the people who have student loans default. Don't do that. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Latrice McClinn. She's going to talk about something that I think is so critical. She make a financial along with Latrice and her team. is putting together something called Safety and the Community. You don't want to miss this. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Talk. Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Neither Securing Financial Services Inc. nor Shoemaker Financial are affiliated with Mid America Baptist Theological Seminary, Crossroads Baptist Church, Jim Whitmire, or the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, reality is safety and the community, we should think of that as going hand in hand, and reality is we have to talk about it. Well, Shoemaker Financial, along with Shelby County Sheriff's Office, the crime de- prevention team are putting on a seminar next Tuesday night, 5.30 to 6.30. That's March the 27th. That's Tuesday night, 5.30 to 6.30 at our offices at 2176 West Street. And you need to just simply give Latrice a call at 757-5757 if you would like to attend. I mean, we're filling up pretty quick. In fact, you just need to get on the phone, make a phone call, 757-5757. Ask Melanie, say, I need to, to reserve a seat. For next Tuesday night, March the 27th, 5.30 to 6.30, and it's a safety and the community, what women, what do women need to know? Latrice, welcome to the program. Thank you. Again, you know, we've been talking about a lot of stuff, and, I, and the reality is this is something that's been on your heart, yes. on your thought process about just teaching ladies and women. You were on the program earlier talking about you were a basketball coach. You've been around people, around ladies. You've, you've, you've been through this process. But why, how did you come up with this idea of hosting this particular event at this particular time? Well, um, uh, just over a year ago, I was, uh, when I left church and I was going to the grocery store, um, so I'm coming out of the grocery store, and this guy across the parking lot in his pickup truck, he yells at me and says, hey, excuse me, man, will you help me move something? Now, mind you. He was very nice. Very, very nice, just sitting in his truck. And like I said, mind you, there are people that are walking by. Now, I have on a dress because I just came out of church. I'm like, why is he asking me and not all of these other people who seem more appropriately dressed to do this? And immediately I said, this doesn't sound right. I said, no. So, of course, uh, later I asked my significant other, who is in law enforcement, 
I said, this guy asked me to do this, and I explained the situation. He said, what would have probably happened if you would have went to his truck, he would have put a gun to your side and kidnapped you. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, wow, that's scary. Now, I, I've, I moved from Memphis or from Bowling Green, Kentucky to Memphis, Tennessee. So this is just, uh, it's, there are a lot more things uh, that go on here in Memphis, obviously, than in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, so my boyfriend said, I need to sit you down. And I need to talk to you about some things you need to be aware of. So I just figured if I need to be aware of things, what about the other women? So this is why I came up with this for other women to be aware of just things to look out for. I like what you said. If you need to be aware, I mean, the reality is we get very comfortable. And, you know, I'm a person and I I know you are, too, that trust everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't think twice about somebody doing something like that. And but I was in preparation for today's program. I, I was talking to Linda. And my wife, and, uh, you know, she, I said, you know, here's what Latrice was saying, and what do you think? And she said, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and again, here's a lady that's lived in Memphis for 50 years, and the reality is we, she said, I, mm. I hate to say it, but you just have to be aware and sensitive. So this is a program that Latrice, along with the crime prevention team of Shelby County Sheriff's Department, is putting on safety and the community. What do women need to know. Now, I I just tell you, you know, the reality is we're committed to helping people understand this. We're committed to teaching people about safety. We're Mm -hmm. committed about guiding people. So she's teamed up with them and put this together. It's Tuesday night, March the 27th, 530 to 630. And it's at the office uh, at Shoemaker Financial. So uh, I let me why? Why? Well, let's see. Let me just let me put it to you. What information are you expected to be presented? Well, they're going to discuss different crime things that go on uh, uh, everyday living. Just think about going to the grocery store. You're just going to the grocery store like you normally do, but you have to be aware of your surroundings, even things just being at home. How do you protect your home? What goes on with your children, your grandchildren at their school? What can you teach them at home to be aware of? So uh, we'll also have time to ask questions to the uh, deputies as well that will be presented. So you've got a variety of information that's yes. going to be covered. It's just, it's, it's, just a, it's a plethora of things that you can say, okay, here's some thoughts that I can get into, I can put together, and I, it just gives you a sense of knowing what to know and yes. how to think. Exactly. That's that's critical. Uh, I think you're going to have a chance to ask questions, as you said. Yes. So this is not just come to a presentation. This is coming to a presentation plus a dialogue. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, the, the title for their presentation was called Common Sense Safety. But like I said, common sense is not common. Well, that's true. That's yes. a great point. There's no cost to attend. There's no cost. All right. Let me remind everybody, Tuesday night, March the 27th, 530 to 630. Safety and the community, what do women need to know? Give Latrice a call at 757-5757. Final thoughts, Latrice? I'm looking forward to a great turnout. We already have a great number of ladies that have RSVP. So like Jim said, please call right now uh, as soon as you can and uh, reserve your seat. This is not about scaring people. No. This is no, not about saying that women are targets because the bottom line is it's not that you're weaker than men, lady. I wouldn't wrestle no. with you in a heartbeat. <laughs> I mean, no. But it's about literally showing people some thoughts and how they need to be just using common sense. Just using common sense and being aware of your surroundings. Like I said, just going to the grocery store, going shopping, uh, you have to be aware of your surroundings. 
Well, if you just tuned in, of course, I want to say it one more time. Bottom line is we've got several things going on in this community. You know about them, and the reality is the Scarlet Thread, Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. It's 2095 Appling Road. It is the story about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Crossroads Baptist Church. Dr. Jim Whitmire is the director. You don't want to miss that. That's this week. Give them a call if you want to know more information about that. And again, safety in the community. What do women need to know? It's a presentation about, of course, the Crime Prevention and the Shelby County Sheriff's Department. You don't want to miss that either. And, of course, Frank Lecarica covered a whole lot of information about college planning. Stay with it. you got to do it. I thank you for listening. This is Jim Shoemaker, and I appreciate you being a part of today's program. Thank you. This is Talk Money. Jim Shoemaker, Ted Miner, and Frank Lecarica are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc., securities dealer member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Latrice McLinn is a registered representative of Security and Financial Services. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. Latrice McLinn is a registered representative. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money.